0: This is a Vision Australia radio podcast.
1: Well, last year we had some wonderful interviews with the people involved with the personal support service at Vision Australia. they chat about it in 2024 as well, because the service is as important as ever. Wendy Hinson is our person under the spotlight. How are you, Wendy? Good,
0: Peter. How's
1: yourself? Uh, going particularly well. Now, uh, we kind of uh, believe that you're the person that gets all the tough gigs as far as the personal support service goes.
0: Well, I get some odd ones from time to time around. But- <laughs> Or other people look at me and go, or look at each other and go, oh, we're not doing that. I mean, I've got the things I won't do either. I'm not awfully fond of recording the material from silicon chip. There are so many sort of mathematical symbols and stuff that I have no clue about. Mm. So I'm more than happy to you know, attack some other stuff, just keep me away from that.
1: Okay. What uh, what got you started? How did you get involved with this?
0: Okay, well, when I finished uh, sort of full-time work, I was thinking about I'd like to volunteer somewhere. My first thought was probably going to be in an op shop. But then I remembered somebody talking about narrating at Vision Australia. I think it might have been years and years ago a friend's mother uh, might have done something. I'm not sure. And I was always one of those kids at school that, you know, who would like to read out loud? My hand would shoot up. (laughs) Because you lose that. Ability. lose a chance to be able to do something like that over time. I mean, I was a teacher and an English teacher, so there was always a chance to, you know, have a bit of a read of something. And I sort of just followed things along the website along the way, and then, uh, yeah, found Vision Australia. It's not too far from home, and thought, oh, maybe they'll let me have a go. I was auditioned and. That was 2016, and with the exception of the COVID years, I've been a regular ever since.
1: And you go into the uh, studios to record it because I think some of the people we've spoken to actually do it from home.
0: Yeah, some people did it from home. They started during COVID, but mm. our household we had two adults studying, one still working and going in and out, one permanently retired, and it was just there was no way quiet. I could. <laughs> uh, so,
1: well, yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> once a week for three hours on a Tuesday morning usually and uh, record for two and a half, three to three hours, have a bit of morning tea with David and have a bit of a laugh. And he, I get there in the morning and I never quite know what's coming my way.
1: I guess that's one of the great things about something like this. Uh, you know, you kind of know what you're going to be doing, but you don't know what you're going to be doing, if you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, that's right. You, you know the job. It's go in and read something and <laughs> National Geographic, Time, and, of course, then my recent ones, there was a handwritten diary. Mm. Now, that was interesting. I mean, there was lots of information, but sometimes you'd be looking at words and going, oh, now, I'm going to make this. What's this one? And sometimes there were place names that you just have to take a, a bit of a stab in the dark. But I believe the client was very happy with it as it turned out. So, phew, that was quite an undertaking.
1: Uh, and what, it wasn't a doctor, was it, Wendy?
0: Fortunately, it was legible. So no,
1: <laughs> It yeah.
0: of other vintage that would have learnt to write in cursive script. So that yeah. made there was another time I went in, and uh, I have to admit, here we are at Vision Australia, and I'm recording the guide to getting a Victorian learner's driver permit. All right. Now. <laughs> you know, I just thought, no, no, hang on, this can't be right. There must
1: be. <laughs> was it was um, April Fool's Day, April the first.
0: But it turned out it was for someone who had uh, dyslexia, yeah. and they were just as I said once they yeah heard it, it would be fine, you know, and they could recognize symbols and it would be fine on the road. They just needed someone to be able to read it out. So that that was amusing.
1: We had a bit of a laugh about that, Wendy. But I mean, that is such a. I guess it, it kind of goes to show. How important something like this is and and the client that is out there that is going to be benefiting from it.
0: Oh, that's right. This person suddenly will be able to permit, get a driver's license, become more independent, could be helping with family. And if it's a reading problem, there are plenty of people with reading disabilities and problems out there. And if this can just get you going, then, well, wonderful. You know, as long as you recognize a stop sign and a give way sign, well, you're pretty much
1: right. See, my thought went, I might be a parent of a child who's learning to uh, drive and they're wanting to kind of get the, uh, the load down so that they can help their child out. But uh, yeah, someone with dyslexia, that, that's quite a, a powerful message. Uh, I believe you've also tackled a few, um, I was going to say knitting recipes, but they're not recipes are they? they're patterns. Oh, <laughs>
0: well, they're patterns, yes. I, I think <laughs> a couple of years ago, I strolled in and this voice pipes up, can you knit uh, for am I, am I joining a knitting circle? <laughs> yeah, and I was at first, of course, you know. Oh, well, yes, yeah, yes, I can knit. My mother taught me to knit many, many years ago. I don't knit frequently because people just don't wear the things, and there's only so many knitted items you can make. But it turned out that no other person who was coming in was a knitter, mm. and they'd been sent a knitting pattern uh, by one of their clients. Now. I assume it was perhaps someone who's lost their sight because I, I thought it'd be really hard to pick up knitting if you hadn't done it before and had some idea and so I was promptly yeah, presented with this knitting pattern and I don't know if you've looked at a knitting pattern but when you first look at it and it's just full of k's and p's and just single letters and numbers in brackets and thinking oh yeah okay this and I suppose I could see it in my mind mm. I Helped. And I know that as a knitter, if I see a pattern, I don't go to myself, that's K2P2. Mm-hmm. I know knit two, purl two. So I've dropped all, I usually drop all the abbreviations because I, I know what they are. Mm-hmm. And so I breeze through those. But I do have to say I admire the people who follow the patterns uh, and then who try to knit with the idea of you know, like knit 36 open bracket 38 40 42 48 45 close bracket stitches so that they can get the right <laughs> time I mean oh it's bad enough when you're actually looking at it but mm. somebody's obviously being able to follow the patterns and they're they've been happy I was absolutely stoked when the first client she sent me a picture of the completed item it was oh lunch, wow and it was so cute and it was just I got this big thank you to say you know that some she was able to understand how i would presented it so that was really nice
1: yeah that is rewarding isn't it something like that
0: something very simple uh, you don't expect it it's just once it's done it's gone and i've now done not for the same person i don't think i think somebody else has come along but we've done a few knitting patterns this year it's been interesting that they've obviously been pattern books that i think have been around for quite some time And one of them was in metric and imperial measurements Okay. So perhaps that's something they've had for a long time and thought, oh I remember that jumper and I'll I'd like to do it again or I'll do it for somebody else. Mm. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a challenge yeah. in, in itself. And it was to yeah. joke with David that, well, you know, <laughs> the plot's not very interesting and it's very <laughs> <refreshing, you know. laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's fantastic that's that's brilliant because C- I guess in a sense though uh, yeah again the serious side of it it kind of goes to show because if I'm wanting something um uh you know relayed to me uh, put to, into my preferred format I'm going to want to understand it I'm going to kind of hope that the person that's presenting it to me, kind of gets it as well. Otherwise, you know, it's a waste of time on both parties. So it, it kind of goes to the uh, professionism, of, if I can put it that way, of uh, the sort of work that goes into preparing for something like uh, uh, the, the work that uh, the printer print, uh, uh, option or the uh, support services do.
0: Yeah, I understand that. As I, as I was, uh, mentioned before, that I think because I could see the knitting pattern in my mind, mind. that made it easier, whereas something like silicon chip I can't understand. It's just words to me. Yeah. It's like saying things and I've got no clue what it's about. And it makes it a bit more difficult. Though I did enjoy reading some wheels magazines for a little while there when the usual readers weren't able to, though some of the you know, ideas about the engines and stuff were like, oh, yeah, fair enough, it must go fast, <laughs> okay? <laughs> I get it, like, the, the rest of it was... The rest was actually quite interesting about some of the design and the reasons behind things and the companies and learning about some electric vehicles and what, that sort of stuff. It was really quite interesting. That, that's another thing, too. You know, you go in and you read all sorts of materials from, okay, the knitting patterns, the plots are a little monotonous, but the, then you get novels or parts of novels, self published works, family diaries, to the magazines that we also record. Yeah, does it never know, and it come away each time thinking oh, I've learnt a little bit of something, and that's
1: fun as well. Well, you spent your life teaching people. Now you are uh, learning. I'm, I'm sure you would have learnt while you were teaching. Anyway, Wendy, you you mentioned that uh, you you thought you might do something in an op shop or something along those sort of lines. That sense, uh, well, that gives to me a sense that uh, you have a, a great sense of social justice.
0: Oh. I- I suppose. I mean, I, I learned when I was at uni and then so my first few years of working that I actually quite liked being in a shop and being with people. Okay, cool. I mean, although ultimately uh, look, I'll admit I'm an introvert. I like my, my time alone, but when I'm going out to do something, it's, yeah, try to get involved, try to do something. And I thought when I finished work, yeah, I want to go back. I want to do something. At least I'll do stuff for me and I'll, I want to do something for someone else to say, well, you know, this will help other people and so you know i play tennis for myself i play in a brass band which sort of it's good for me but also we go out and play in all sorts of places and people get enjoyment from music and then so doing the vision australia uh, recording I thinking, you know, somebody's getting some benefit from this so yeah it, it's good I think I like
1: it Well it's great you make that point because uh, I guess we should uh, mention people thinking well, this is all very interesting but what is it all about uh, so any uh, client of Visual Australia can have up to 360 print pages a year uh, transcribed or uh, read into their preferred format, and it's absolutely free.
0: Yeah, I believe so. And uh, sometimes you might get a odd collection of voices, and sometimes it's the same voice, but you'll get your material and... Hopefully then you'll get the enjoyment from
1: it. Well, I mean, 360 pages, that's not an insignificant amount of work. And I mean, I believe that can be kind of split up into, um, you know, whatever uh, adds up to 360 at the end of the 12 months. So if it's a few pages uh, uh, every month or whatever, you, you can do it that way or, you know, if there is a... A three hundred and sixty-page uh, document that you want read—that that can also be uh, provided. So it's a it's a wonderful service, and I mean access to information. Wendy is so important, and one of the things about being blind, have low vision, or someone with dyslexia, someone with a a print disability—you um, know—being denied that access, uh, well, it's kind of impacting on their quality of life, isn't it?
0: That's really actually come home to me, I suppose through this narration is when I've, I've been reading books or reading patterns or whatever it is, and just it's stuff that I've always taken for granted. I can't remember not being able to read, yeah. and, and it's just been there all my life. And oh yeah, my children have been able to read quite early. As a family, we read, and it's just so much of our lives and you know, your day-to-day you know, your work, and then it's made me realise how many things like that we take for granted and how difficult it must be just to yeah, so then perhaps you can just lose your sight and, and realise that these are things that are no longer open to me. i to go into the library and browsing books simply isn't available to me anymore. And then you find the, the older books which haven't been recorded. You know, a lot of the modern books are already recorded by their authors or by specialist readers. But if you've got some interests, and I once I was reading these books uh, by the reverend badger who went off mm. to record his histories of traveling in assyria in the 1840s mm. uh, which was a bit difficult at times but it was really quite interesting but i thought yeah, if that was your bent how are the yeah how- you actually
1: find and understand these books. Uh, And obviously you're finding out about uh, sort of niche interests that people have that uh, you you might never have thought of.
0: Oh, absolutely. It's amazing some of the books
1: that come through. Wendy, for an an introvert, you're a fantastic radio interviewer. I don't know what that means, but uh, I've absolutely uh, enjoyed chatting. It's been fantastic. So people can access the personal support service. So if you are a client of Vision Australia, Three hundred sixty pages a year. You can uh, give the uh, office a call on one three hundred eight four seven four double six, one three hundred eight four seven four double six. If you're not a client, well, there's probably a good reason why you might want to consider being one. Particularly, gets gets such a, a wonderful service, and uh, people like Wendy and others that we've spoken to with a, a wonderful sense of uh, really wanting to. to to help out so Wendy congratulations thank you for all you do may you keep doing it for many more years to come and uh, I've really enjoyed chatting to you
0: thank you Peter it's been my
1: absolute pleasure (laughs) that's Wendy Hinson there what a character uh, telling us about the personal support service at Vision Australia I'm sure there'll be more interviews in the future but so great to have caught up with Wendy today Thanks for listening to this Vision Australia Radio podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Visit varadio.org for more. Vision Australia Radio.
0: Blindness. Low vision.
1: Opportunity.